when will they learn? And when I say they, I mean both Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton. The Pirates capping off their four-game weekend series of the St. Louis Cardinals. On a pretty poor note, losing 5-4 to four in 10 innings, they took them to extras for the second straight day, couldn't recreate the magic from Saturday night, and now here we are, after losing the game on Sunday, we head into the Mile High City against the Colorado Rockies with a 9-7 and seven record. Good morning, everybody, on this morning, Bucka Joe, Monday, April 17th, 2023, here on the Fan First Sports Network. It's Talk the Planks Morning, Bucka Joe. I'm Jake Slobodnik, recapping yesterday's events. It was a pretty cut-and-dry kind of game, until later, that is. Brian Reynolds opened the game in the top of the first with a sacrifice fly that scored key Brian Hayes, who led off the game with a triple. It got by the center fielder Lars Newtbar. Looked like a good tempo-setting uh, hit and sack fly for the Pirates. But in the bottom of the inning, the Cardinals came alive. They tied it at one as Wilson Contreras singled on a ground ball to Tucapita Marcano. It deflected off Carlos Santana. Just not a good uh, look for the Pirates' defense, although nothing really they could control. Austin and Hedges. How about him creating some turnover for the lineup? He singled on a line drive to left and scored Jack Sawinski. Uh, Tukapita Marcano was on the base pass, but it wasn't deep enough for him to score. They took a temporary 2-1 to one lead. Marcano then extended it in the sixth as he reached on a fielding error by second baseman Brennan Donovan, who o-laid a slow roller to him. It allowed Kanan Smith and Jigba to score. Pirates took a 3-1 lead after that. In the bottom of the sixth, Lars Newtbar tied the game at three. Mitch Keller went a little deep into the game and showed a little bit of fatigue, mislocating a fastball that Lars Newtbar took over the right field wall. Uh, all weekend long, Cardinals bailed out by fluke hits. That I would consider a fluke home run. You go up against any other team, and that's more or less a double down the line. Either way, tied at three, and it stayed that way until the top of the 10th. Kanan Smith and Jigba grounded out to Paul Goldschmidt. At first, it was mishandled initially, which allowed a couple extra seconds for Andrew McCutcheon to score. Made it four to three, but... Derek Shelton, after kind of depleting the bullpen, uh, that's a little bit of a negative connotation. He did pretty well bullpen management-wise throughout the weekend, uh, but he was kind of left with a limited number of arms in this scenario. Went with Will Crow, who was pitching on five days rest after pitching 50 innings in his last outing. Um, it went as about, about as well as you could expect. The uh, Cardinals tied it up at four thanks to a ground rule double by Nolan Gorman in the inning. Then Tommy Edmond walked it off with a single. That scored Tyler O'Neill and clinched the uh, win for St. Louis. And both teams ended the weekend with a two-game win split of the four-game series. It's just uh, unreal. Um, and, you know, I started off when saying, when will they learn? A lot of people, uh, they've been placing the blame solely on one person and one person alone. Um, I'm going to just examine both sides here real quick. Ben Charrington for bringing in Will Crow, who was known not to be good in the clutch and just hasn't been good aside from maybe a two week stretch throughout his career with the Pirates where he was okay, has yet to prove why he should be brought in in late innings, why he should even be on the roster at this point. It's just unfortunate the Pirates lost because Will Crow couldn't execute his pitches. I don't really blame Derek Shelton. He was kind of limited as to what he could do. I'm thinking why he didn't just follow Saturday's formula, uh, which included the uh, eighth inning belonging to Colin Holderman, ninth for David Bednar, and then tenth inning for Dari Moreta. Uh, people were saying Moreta was gassed. Yeah, maybe, but I just feel like if he's riding this momentum, I don't see why he couldn't have just... You know, he couldn't just pitched another another inning or so. I mean, he was kind of riding high on the momentum. And if you recreate, if you find a strategy that works, stick with it. It's like that old saying: if it's not broke, don't fix it. That was just my thought process for it. Um, I could understand why they didn't bring in 
uh, Jose Hernandez in that point, a little bit of a, uh, for a guy who's only played above double a ball, uh, you wouldn't want to just kind of frazzle him at that point by sticking him in such a high leverage scenario. Kind of want to eat his ease his way into his MLB career. Completely get that. Johan Ramirez recalled from AAA in place of Rob Zestrisny. You can make an argument. I mean, with all the left-handed bats in the lineup, it, it was kind of a recipe for disaster. So I can't really blame Derek Shelton. Um, and I also understand him not wanting to gas David Bednar. Uh, we saw what happened last year, and you know Bednar's an arm you don't want to you don't want to wear out. So um, I kind of get the, the the reasoning for only letting him go one inning. Uh, but again, I think it's just the decision to bring Will Crow in instead of maybe somebody else. Call me crazy, but I would not have went with him in that scenario. But that's why I'm behind a mic, not in the baseball dugout. I think that just sort of transcends into our takeaways for this game. Um, well, before we do that, let's actually look at some of the pitching performances because for lack of a better term, uh, Mitch Keller did pretty well. Didn't factor into the decision. Six innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, did allow a homer. His ERA on the season, 380. That's not too bad for him. Uh, mislocated a couple of pitches. Didn't look as in command of his pitches as, say, Johan Oviedo did, or for lack of a better term, Vince Velasquez on Thursday. They seem to be more in control of their pitches, but I mean, for lack of a better reason, it's a, it's still a good outing for Mitch Keller. Can't really complain on that. Dwayne Underwood tossed a scoreless inning. Colin Holderman did well as well. Escaped a good jam as well. He's been really impressing me as an eighth inning guy. Keeps the season ERA at zero. David Bednar uh, allowed just one hit, but ultimately escaped the ninth inning with no damage. Will Crow, point uh, two innings pitched, two earned run or an earned run, one unearned run, two walks and a strikeout. Uh, credited with a loss and a blown save as well. Offensively, Jack Sawinski led the way two for three um, with a double on offense. He rages his seizing batting average to an even 200, which for Sawinski standards is pretty dang good. Rodolfo Castro, one for four. He's sitting at 333 so far. He's been heating up, continues to as well. Austin Hedge is one for four with an RBI. Kanan Smith and Jigba, 0 for 4, but it did accrue an RBI and a walk in the game. Uh, He's been cooling off at the plate. Not sure how much longer he's going to be in the MLB if he continues this. Key Brian Hayes only had one hit. It was a triple to lead off the game. Brian Reynolds continues to struggle. Just 1 for 4 and an RBI as well. And uh, Hedges, going back to him, he left four men on base. That was your totals for the game. Let's go to our takeaways. Um, You can't really credit Derek Shelton with bringing in Will Crow. I know I just sort of went over that, but I'm just going to repeat that again. He can only work with what he's given. Um, I think so far he's been fine with bullpen management-wise. Personally, I would have liked to see somebody else other than Will Crow in the 10th inning, but I still think the result is the same. Maybe if you let Bednar go to the 10th, uh, you see a little bit of a different result, but again, it's kind of good not to tax his arm this early in the season, especially when you need him down the line. Offensively, I thought this was a pretty good series for us. I mean, it was kind of a good series for everything that is. Offensively, we saw a lot of people contributing, Andrew McCutcheon especially on Saturday with a go-ahead two-run shot in and in the 10th inning, that is. And it kind of just brought back memories of 2015, not as high in terms of value as that walk-off winner against the Cards in the 14th. But overall, I still think it was kind of that that level of talent that Andrew McCutcheon still brings. Uh, just goes to show he is not aged one bit, that is. Um, and we're starting to see production from all over the lineup as well. When you guys, when you get guys like Austin Hedges, um, I'm trying to think of some others, maybe Tukapita Marcano. Didn't get a hit in his first game with the Pirates this year, but did issue a couple of walks. He's looking pretty good. Rodolfo Castro has been hitting for contact more, which is good to see. 
Um, Key Brian Hayes heated up this weekend. Pretty much you could make a case for everybody in that lineup who contributed both offensively and defensively. Um, and then the pitching as well, a big win for them this year, this weekend. Um, a lot of people think we thought we weren't going to win the series opener with Vince Velasquez on the mound. He shoved Johan Oviedo shoved, but took a loss. Rowanzi Contreras picked himself back up after a rough outing, which is good to see. And Mitch Keller turned another Mitch Keller esque start, which is good to see. And I think it sets the bar high for Rich Hill tonight going into Colorado. He's looking for his first Pirates win. Been banged up first couple of starts for him. I think this kind of sets him up for a path to success, especially against a struggling Rockies team. Uh, really, the main takeaway I have is just keep things going. I mean, if you're going to play hard like uh, the Pirates have been, um, this Rocky series should be pretty good for him. They go up against Kyle Freeland, who's looked good so far, but in a hitter friendly ballpark elevations better. Uh, I think the pirates with how they've been racking up some of the extra base hits this week and the season so far, I think they're in for a pretty good night at the plate. Hopefully they can keep it up. Not many takeaways to uh, come away with after the weekend, aside from another quality outing for the pirates. Um, hopefully we can add a couple more bullpen arms uh, and I'll throw this takeaway in there. I think there's going to be a lot of people that need to step up in the absence of G-Man Choi, Rob Zestrisny, Chase DeYoung, pretty much anybody who was on the IL this weekend. There were a lot of names to consider. Um, luckily for the Pirates, DeYoung and Zestrisny were kind of just mop-up guys, so they're high-leverage guys, and the bullpen are still there, which is good. The big blow is G-Man Choi. Uh, you'll hear more about why I think that along with Nathan Hirsch in our latest Talk the Plank, which comes out later today. Uh, we'll talk more about why his absence matters more, but uh, I think now it's just the next man up mentality. And please, for the love of God, keep Carlos Santana healthy. We are down in the first base room. He took two balls off the chest this weekend. He was a trooper this weekend. Thankfully, he was able to play all the games, all the innings. It didn't seem like it bothered him too much, but going into Colorado, I pray for his safety and hopefully he's just used as a DH. That would just be nice to see. Well, Pirates go to the Colorado Rockies tonight, five and 11 of the Rockies Hill against Freeland, 840 first pitch from mile high should be a good one. If you're listening on the radio, it's 815 Pirates pregame on the TV side uh, starts at around, I would say eight, uh, eight o'clock. Then 8.30 from 8.40 will just be banter in the booth. And then first pitch from Coors Field at 8.40. Well, that's our morning bucket, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Monday, April 17, 2023. Have yourself a great week. Stay tuned to uh, Talk the Plank. Follow us on Twitter at Talk the Plank Pod. You can follow me at underscore Radio Jake. And make sure to follow Buck's Dugout as well. We'll have a new bucket, Joe, for you tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning, that is, as the Pirates go for the win against the Colorado Rockies. I'm Jake for Talk the Plank. I'll see you next time. 